You are listening to the Maximum Life Now podcast, only on MaximumLifeNow.com. show this is your host your man's brian b rich richardson and you're tuned in to another episode of the maximum life now podcast you can always catch us on soundcloud we on stitcher we on the itunes platform but ultimately you know you got to check out the man's site that's www.maximumlifenow.com or to get straight to the podcast that's mlnpodcast.com but if you haven't done so already, I don't know why. Why, do, why. why don't you listen to me? If you haven't, go get the book, the latest book, Rest to Success. And to get to that, you just go to R-E-S-T, the number two, success.com. Rest to success.com and get that book. Why, why, go, why go into Christmas Day without the book? You need to get your life together. Before before uh, 2017 hits on the calendar, at least you have a couple of weeks to get a head start on everybody else. But that's, you know, let's see. That's the direction I want to go in today. But before I do that, you know, I just want to apologize to everybody. I wasn't able to get the podcast out yesterday. I don't know what was uh, going on. I was fighting off something. I don't know. It just creeped up on me. And, and you know, my motto is to give it to you. 100 and I couldn't give it to you 100 it'll probably have been more like 15 or something like that and uh you max lifers you deserve more than 15 percent you deserve more than 30 40 50 60 70 80 or even 90 percent I have to give it to you 100 and so I said you know what I'm gonna rest up I'm gonna get myself together and then I'm gonna come on tomorrow which is today is Sunday and I'm gonna give it to you like I was going to give it to you yesterday, 100. And so I appreciate your patience with me. Um, but you're you, you going to be uh, in for, for a treat today. It was worth the wait um, because um, over the next couple weeks, um, we're going to get into um, a series um, based on out of relationships um, because we want to get into how we're going to maximize 2017 um, because we can't have a continuation. Um, you know, one of the, the funny things, uh, my pastor, my mentor, uh, you know, uh, had a, uh, it wasn't a joke. It was a, it was a, it was a, it was a point he was making, but instead of, uh, you know, people say happy, happy new year, uh, he was joking with people and said happy continuation. Because for a lot of people, that's what it's going to be. It's not going to be nothing new about it. This is going to be a continuation of what was. And so, you know, I think while everybody is in the mindset or the mind frame of a new year, 
we have to begin to 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 cultivate that thinking and say, well, how are we going to be better? How are we going to take what may have been producing average results and take it to the next level, maximize it? Because we're max lifers. That's what we do. We always reevaluate. And, you know, I would encourage you not to wait until a new year to evaluate your progress. But I would encourage you to um, do constant reevaluations or constant corrections. But it just seemed like this is the theme of this season of constantly uh, reevaluating. And um, so that's what we're going to get into. We're going to get into relationships um, because to me, for me, relationships are so important because um, relationships do a number of things. Number one, relationships tell you about um, where you're going. Um, relationships tell you a lot about who you are uh, because, you know, a lot of people blame others for the problems they have in their life. Um, but the reality of it is if you've chosen people to be in your life, um, that should tell you a lot about yourself rather than what other people have done for you. Um, and there's a couple of concepts that we're going to talk about today, even pulling from the book Rest to Success. And the two concepts that we're going to mostly hint on is uh, the R for responsibility and the S for social capital. Now, number one, <laughs> you have to take responsibility. And and I don't know if you remember from a previous podcast, but I had mentioned responsibility is not necessarily taking blame, but it's taking ownership. So you're not always putting the blame off on somebody else. But you're saying, wait a minute, what was my role? You know, what could I have done? Um, you know, what uh, things that did I contribute to the situation or what things do I contribute to the relationship or how does this relationship um, benefit me, benefit others, you know, that type of thing. So you're 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 not just blaming um, others about where you're going or what what has happened or what has transpired, but you're seeing, OK, how, if anything, how can I pick up any pieces um, that have broken or whatever like that? So you're taking responsibility. And then, of course, social capital. And I've talked to numerous times about that. And that principle to me um, is actually one of my favorite principles because it talks about seeing the value of others and also seeing the value of yourself because you can't effectively contribute to the lives of others if you don't see the value in yourself. Huh? You you think that people just, now now check this out. Do you think that people are actively looking to see the value that you have in yourself, to see the real you, to who you really are? You think people are actually going out and doing that? No. They see you the way they want to see you. They see you through their lens, through their eyes. And if you don't know who you are, you don't know what value you bring to the table, then you will always be subject to someone else's evaluation of you. So in other words, you have to come to the table. Just just imagine, just imagine a dinner um, and there's 20 people that come to the table at this dinner and everybody's responsible for bringing their own dish, if you will, to the dinner so everybody can enjoy uh, the dinner. Now, if you show up and you don't have anything, guess what? You're just going to you're just going to get what other people give you. 
if you want to participate in what's going on. But you got to show up to the dinner with your best dish. You understand what I'm saying? If you cook a mean macaroni and cheese, you better show up and say, this is mac and cheese. This is what this is. This is, this is who I am. I'm mac and cheese. So when everybody sees you, they see, oh, that's mac and cheese. See, you brought to the table what you can do, who you are. And so other people can see that and say, oh, that's who that is. Because otherwise, they're going to take the picture for you. And, you know, I always encourage people, especially people um, who are, uh, you know, in high school and, and they're making that transition into college or into some kind of uh, a professional career, whether it's a trade school or, you know, a lot of people now are, are, are you know, um, learning things um, online, through online schooling, through uh, different um, online platforms, self-teaching. And, and, you know, there's different avenues um, for you to, to step into that. But a lot of times people just don't know, you know, which direction they, they should go. They, you know, they don't know what they want to do. They're still finding themselves. And that's not only just for high school students, people. There are people, you know, I'm 29. There's people younger than me. There's people older than me. They're still trying to find themselves. And so um, you have to understand who you are and bring it to the table. So that really brings me to the to the emphasis that I want to to um, dive into on the program um, in in the area of relationships. And the question um, that I want to start to get into to answer um, or to at least talk about and, and let that let that breathe in your mind um, is, are you ready um, for a serious relationship? Uh, like, for example, are you ready for marriage? Are you ready for a serious relationship? And um, these are a couple of things and a couple of uh, tools or a couple of keys that I have um, thought about uh, because I'm just seeing so much. Um, you know, I got to keep it 100 with you, right? Hmm. I'm seeing a lot of craziness out here when it comes to relationships, especially when it comes to um, the dating arena, you know, taking it to the next level from dating to to uh, marriage and commitment. And I'm seeing a lot of craziness. And, you know, I think people are getting married for the wrong reasons. I think people, a lot of people are in the relation in relationships for the wrong reasons. And, um, I, I believe in marriage. I believe in a good marriage, um, because I have a good marriage, uh, with my wife. And, um, I know the power of what a good marriage can bring, uh, to a person's life. And, um, I just want to see people in good relationships. I want to see people happy. You know, I'm tired of seeing people, um, you know, talk about, you know, how unhappy they are and complain about the person they may be with. And, you know, they get married to a person and they can't stand them and all that kind of stuff. And they have all these memes on on Facebook, on Instagram and different things about, um, you know, about bad relationships or about side dudes and side chicks and you know all this. This is crazy. Just, just crazy. I'm like, man. You know, sometimes I just look at that stuff, and I know maybe that's not the, 
the perfect picture of of our society. I don't know if it is or not, because I don't know how, you know, on on social media, I don't always know what's reality and, you know, what's 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 not reality. But I'm like, if if Facebook is the reality of the psyche of our society, we in trouble because there's a lot of lunacy out there. But, I, I'm, you know, I'm trying to bring um, to this society my, my piece in the social capital arena. I'm trying to bring stability principles, keys, maximum success principles that help you to understand. Number one, are you ready to be married? Huh? Are you ready to be in a serious relationship? Huh? Do, should you just remain single? Huh? Some people just need to remain single because they, they ain't even ready. They ain't even ready. They ain't even ready. And so let's let's just just dive into this real quick. Let's dive into this real quick. Hmm. Number one. Let me just say this. When I say, are you ready? When I say that, I'm not implying that you're going to know everything that you need to know before you get into a relationship. Um, Because there is what I call, and I don't like this, yeah, I'll call it. Uh, on the job training. So in other words, there's certain things that you're just going to learn along the way. You know, you're you're going to make mistakes. Um, you're going to have to um, be a person that knows how to apologize. So if you're, you're very prideful and you don't like to, to, to admit that you're wrong, you're not ready. Um, so you, you need to go ahead and just practice. Practice. Practice say, I apologize, I apologize, I apologize. Because one of the things that you have to understand, and this is this is what I tell people, and I've told a few people who were going through situations of of uh, divorce or going through situations of breaking up or whatnot like that. Um, most of the time in those situations, there's always a person or both parties involved that don't know how to apologize or admit when they're wrong. Oh, see, they 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 they're not taking responsibility, huh? They're not taking responsibility. You know that there's something that you contributed to the demise of this thing. But most people will continuously blame the other person for why the relationship was not successful. So. You have to have the ability to be able to see and to admit when you're wrong and be able to communicate that to that person. You can't be you can't be a prideful person in the sense of, you know, you're not displaying the type of humility that would admit, you know what? Yeah, I messed up. I contributed to this situation that's happening. I contributed. But see, to me, you have to be um, comfortable with who you are in order to really admit some of the things that you may have added 
to the um, demise of a relationship. You have to admit and see, and you have to be comfortable, I mean to say, and see one of the reasons why people go from relationship to relationship to relationship to relationship is the fact that every time they go from one relationship to the other relationship to the other relationship, it's usually they always admit the fact that there's something wrong with the other person. But the fact of the matter is, is you're the common denominator in all those failed relationships. And I'm not going to take you back to math class, but you understand what I'm saying? If you're the common denominator, you are part of the problem. Huh? And if you never, if you never admit to it, if you never see your role in it, then you'll never solve the problem. You'll never get to the point where this, your relationships can become successful. So, but you have to be comfortable in who you are. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of people think that because you make mistakes, that that mistakes defines who you are. Oh no. Oh no. No, we're, 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 um, we're, we're created in the image and likeness of God. We, we, we are, we are not subject to the mistakes that we made. If we were the type of people that did not have the ability to change and we keep habitually making the, the same mistakes, then that means that that's a part of who we are because we can't change. But the fact that you have the ability and the potential and it's necessary for you to make changes in your life as you grow and develop. That means that you shouldn't be defined by your mistakes. Huh? Like, see, that's why, you know, that's why certain old relationships that you may have been in. And I'm not just talking about, uh, you know, dating, uh, but I'm talking about also just um, friendships and even relationships with family where they a lot of times they remember you through the lens of the mistakes that you've made. But you have, may have moved on, you may have grown, but sometimes it's hard for them to accept the fact that you have changed, but they hold you to the standard of the mistake that you made or they see you through the lens of the mistake that you made, which means that they're defining you by your mistakes. But you can't allow yourself to be defined by mistakes, which is why sometimes it's hard for people to admit when they have flaws and they have made mistakes in their relationships in the past because they're afraid that that means that that's a part of who they are. That doesn't mean that's a part of who you are. That means that there's something that you need to fix. That's something that in your mind that, that there's a mindset that's probably there that that's causing you to make the decisions that you're making. You know, I, I joked and, and me and my wife uh, watch uh, this show every once in a while on Netflix. And it's like a, a dating show and it's called It Takes a Church. And, um, you know, basically, uh, you know, they the, the church finds somebody in their congregation or whatnot or a community. Um, and when I say community, I mean a part of those who are a part of the church. Um, but um, they basically find someone who has been having a hard time in their dating situation and they're good people and they, you know, they're looking for um, the potential of, of, a, of a marriage. Um, and, you know, they basically get different uh, candidates, if you know, um, 
to uh, allow them to go on a date with and they choose a few and then, you know, they allow them to choose somebody and eventually they go through this whole process and by the end, the person is able to weed out who they don't want maybe to date and then they, they choose someone at the end and yada, yada, yada. And I think I've talked about it before in the previous podcast, but it always... To me, I always analyze, of course, it's on TV, but, you know, I analyze um, some of the decisions and the choices that a person makes and how they go through the process of making those decisions. And everybody's different, but there's common things that I find with every person, whether it's a male or a female. Um, Number one, the person probably 90 percent of the time chooses out of the group of people, they choose the person usually that they first was most attracted to. Now, I, you know, um, I have nothing wrong with choosing somebody you're attracted to. I mean, cause at the end of the day, you want to be attracted to the person you with. Um, and I'm not going to get into the psychology behind that, but you want to be able to, to choose an attractive person that you're attracted to. But the problem to me with that is, in this scenario or in this particular show, the context of the show is a lot of time they'll choose a, a attraction over things that will lead to the demise of the relationship. And what I mean by that, okay, let's say uh, person A is the person who is um, who's wanting to, to be in a relationship and there's three contestants or so to speak. I, they're not contestants on the show, but I'm just calling that for the purpose of this example. So the person says, well, you know, I'm a uh, single father and um, I'm looking for a relationship with a woman. And, you know, she has to love children and different things. And because I have a child and I can't move um, too far from where I am, um, you know, uh, because of you know, my relationship with my son or, you know, my daughter or whatever like that. And, uh, you know, yada, yada, yada. So out of the three contestants, contestant A, um, and I don't like to do this, but just for the purpose of the example, let's just rate them their attractiveness on a scale from zero to 10. So person A is about a six, but person A is is um, committed, um, you know, to the church and she, you know, she has her things, her life in order. Uh, she is, you know, relatively successful in her career or her, you know, her, uh, her, uh, business ventures. And so, you know, so, you know, she might be a little older or whatever like that, but she, you know, different things like that. So person, uh, contestant B, um, on the scale of, of, of one to 10, she's about a seven ish. And, um, she's her, her, um, she's not as maybe successful, so to speak, in her career as contestant A, but she's, she's, she's not doing bad. Um, she's pretty serious, committed. She even has some of the same, uh, um, likes and, you know, the same, uh, commonalities with, with, with the young man. And so, and she loves children and she wants a family and everything like that. Then contestant C, she's a lady. She's about a nine and a half, close to 10 on his scale. Um, 
but she 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 prefers to travel. Um, you know, she don't want to be stuck, you know, in a particular city. She wants to travel a bit. Um, she doesn't really too much care um to have children um, uh, you know, at this point in time, you know, to something in the future, but she, you know, prefers to to just enjoy um the relationship with with the young man and you know, she she's cool, she's down to earth or whatnot like that and that type of thing. Nine times out of ten, the person is going to choose the contestant C. Now, to me, that's a problem. Why? Because didn't the man say that he had to remain close to his home? He can't really go anywhere because of his son. And he has a son or he has a daughter. And contestant C don't even want no kids right now. And contestant C wants to travel. But guess who he chooses? Contestant C, because she's a 9 or 10 on the scale. See what I'm saying? Choosing her, you know the relationship not going to work. Because she's going to be mad that he can't go nowhere. She's going to be she gonna be like, well, you, you choosing your son or your daughter over me. You know, stuff like that. But he's going to choose her. Why? Because... She was about 9 to 10 on the attractive scale to him. You know, physically attractive. Of course, he don't really know her now. She might be crazy. But he don't know. You know, at this point in the show, you know, they they just going by appearance about, you know, certain things. But what I'm saying is there are certain core things that need to line up in order for the relationship to even work. I mean, just if you're a type of person um, like I, I think I said in the previous podcast, if you're the type of person that says, man, I always, you know, I always imagined in my life, um, that I was going to, to, uh, to do A, B, and C. And you hook up with a person that in their life, they always imagined to do the opposite of what you saying A, B, and C. How can you expect that to work? You know, and some people, you know, throw things out the window because of love, but I'm going to tell you something. You have to realize, you have to understand not only who you are, but where you're going. And if you throw some of those things away for the sake of this relationship, in the back of your mind, in the pit of your stomach, you know, even if you put it on the back burner, it's always going to be there. And later on in life, you're going to blame that person for why you never did what you always thought you should have done. I'm going to tell you that right now. There's people that have been married and, and that's been married for 20, 30, 40 years. Um, they may be in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and they have regrets in life. And some of the times the regrets come because they sacrifice where the direction that they felt that they were going for the purpose of this relationship. And don't let the, see, don't let you lay down your, your, what you want to do for the sake of this relationship and you're following this person in, in pursuit of what they want to do. And don't let them not be successful. Oh, so you really see, I done laid everything down to follow you in your career. You ain't did nothing. I sacrificed all this for you and you ain't do nothing. That's kind of, <laughs> I probably shouldn't do this, but have you ever seen, have you seen the, uh, the trailer for um, the movie fences with Denzel Washington? Now, you know, I, I love Denzel uh, because, I mean, you know, his roles and stuff, you know, he adds, you know, just passion with his roles. And now he's directed the movie. So, you know, it's going to be full of passion and drama and different things. 
but uh uh but his wife in in the movie uh is trying to you know basically talk some sense into him because you know his his uh his sports career didn't go too well and he didn't want his son to uh and it's all in the trailer so I'm not giving no spoilers but he he don't want his son to follow in his footsteps uh but uh and he's you know lamenting the fact that he hadn't amounted to anything and then his wife had to remind him she was like uh she stood up like I've been here with you too it, it ain't just you it's just it's me standing here you know, so she, I mean, she, she, it's funny to me because, uh, it was, I mean, it was, it was a, I'm, I'm pretty sure in the movie is, is a moving part of the movie, but basically she said, wait a minute, look, I lay all down my dreams and aspirations to be with you. Don't come in here talk about you, you fail and you alone. Wait a minute. If you fail, we fail. Huh? It ain't just you. It's us. Ain't just you no it's us. And see, that's what you have to understand when you talk about, am I ready for a serious relationship? Am I ready for marriage? It's not just about you. It becomes us. It, it, it's, you know, uh, one of the things that, uh, there's a couple of things that, a couple of things I want to bring up from the Bible. And of course, I know everybody on, on, on this podcast that listens don't necessarily, uh, believe um in god or maybe even believe in the bible but i'm gonna tell you something the bible got some game and i'm not i'm not saying that in a disrespectful manner but i mean it got some wisdom it got some game it'll teach you something and one of the things that it says is that when a person uh is 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 getting married and person is is getting into that kind of significant relationship um it says that the two shall become one. Oh my gosh what does that mean? Huh? What, what does that mean? It, that's just from the purpose of our example. What does that mean? Well, that means that two visions shall become one. Ooh. So in other words, if a person's vision and where they're going is one direction and the other person is going a different direction. In order for this thing to work, the two visions got to become one. Otherwise, we have two visions or divisions. That means it's not, that means it's going to break up. So if you bring two visions into the relationship and, and the visions never become one, you're setting it up for disaster. No wonder it ain't working. And you have to be able to articulate where you're going in life. And see, to me, that's the first key to a successful relationship is, number one, before you even think about being with somebody else, you need to know where you're going in life. You really do. You need to. I mean, you may not know exactly A, B, C, D, but you need to have a picture of where you're going. You need to have a a, a sense of 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 all that brings to the table of, of who you are, who you are, where are you going? If you don't know where you're going, there's another scripture in the Bible. Huh? There's another one that says, if the blind is leading the blind, they both fall into a ditch. Do you want your marriage in the ditch? Huh? In the side of the road? 
Uh, and you know how on the highway it got that little that little on the side off the road it got a little dip. You know what I'm saying? Do you want your marriage on the side? Or if you driving in the mountains, which I don't too much care for, you know how you look off the side and there's nothing but a cliff and rocks and all that down there? Do you want your marriage over there? Well, if you in a relationship and you don't know where you're going and the person you with don't know where they're going, guess what? It's going to lead in the ditch. It's going to lead on the side of the road. It's not going to work. And see, see, I'm at the age right now where I'm surveying the land as far as uh, seeing people of different age groups and seeing kind of where they're at. You know, when when I was in the course, I, I've, 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 you know, told everybody I, I got married um, when I was about 21. And um, so but see, the thing is. I had already settled a lot of things in my life that some people try to figure out throughout their 20s. I've settled a lot of things. Number one, I didn't want to be the kind of person that was in a whole lot of different relationships until I found out what I really wanted. I, and I, I'm this type of person. I ain't got time for that. No. You know, to be in a relationship and, 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 you know, having hope about this working and, you know, you committing all these different things um, to the relationship and it's not, you know, it's just like, it's like when you're in a serious relationship and it don't work, it's almost like uh, because you invested so much, like that person like takes a piece of you or something, you know, and I, you know, I'm not even going to get into it from a spiritual standpoint. Maybe that'd be on another episode, but you just have to be careful about who you're committing yourself to both uh, mentally, uh, um, you know, even, even from a, a sexual standpoint, stop sleeping around. How many times I got to say that on this podcast? I, I think I'm going to say it almost every podcast. Stop it. Because you, you've in, you're investing yourself uh, in that person. And that person takes a piece of you and move on. And you, you know, you broken and incomplete. And you go to another relationship and you sleep around again. And that person takes a piece of you. Man, by the time the person that you're supposed to be with comes to light, you ain't going to have nothing left because you spread yourself all over the world. Stop it. But, uh, man, that just gets to me. But anywho, you know, you have to understand that you have to have the vision you have to settle some things. Like, I don't want to be in a relationship, um, you know, where this is happening. This is the type of person. These are the type of qualities, core qualities that I look for in a person. You know, th this is the direction that I'm going. And this is what you bring to the table. There's nothing wrong with, with being friends with somebody. Huh? Me, see, me and my wife. We dated for about four years, four and a half years. We became friends first. Why? Because during the friendship stage, you learn about the person. You learn these things. You learn, um, you learn not only the likes and the dislikes of a person, you know, like stuff like, well, you know, she don't like, um, you know, she don't like chitlins or something. Not that I like chitlins, but I couldn't think of that nails at the moment but she don't like chitlins and they, so you know you know i know well i ain't gonna cook chitlins at the house uh but stuff like that but but beyond that 
you start to learn the core of what makes that person tick, what makes that person, uh, you know, work well, you know, how to, you know, how that person really thinks what experiences in their life have really affected them. How has it affected them? You're getting to the core, the psyche of the person, you know, because they can't, they can't turn that off. They make a mask it, but they can't turn that off. So, which means that if there's certain triggers in their life that cause them to react in a certain type of way, you need to know that. You need to understand that. So that's why I say you you build that that friendship, uh, you know, you build that friendship with that person. You know, you build that camaraderie. We, you know, we became best friends where, you know, it came to the point where we weren't ashamed of of of, of one another. You know, one of the things that shocked me one time um, is that we were working out together at the gym and we, you know, there was a, a, a personal trainer. Um, you know, that does, you know, personal training sessions. And we, you know, we requested, you know, a, um, a tryout, so to speak. And, you know, we were like, well, we, we go train together. And he's like, Ooh, y'all training together. Say, yeah, we married. Right. He said, man, most couples don't even want to train together. I'm like, why not? Because they're ashamed of their, you know, weight and their goals. And they don't want their spouse to, to know, those things, you know, I, I like, wait a minute, pump, pump the brakes hard, pump them hard. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that they're more willing to open up to a stranger about these intimate, sensitive things in their life. And they only want their spouse to know that's a problem. You know, you should be at least comfortable enough with the person that you're that you want to marry or you're going to marry or you're married to, to be able to share things like that, that may be embarrassing, that may be sensitive. Remember the Bible says the two shall become one. Huh? There should be no, no, uh, there should be no secrets like that. There should be no, no things like, like if, 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 if that's the issue, you have to ask yourself the question, why don't you want to open up to that person like that? Why? Because they they have a harsh tongue. In other words, they're going to make fun of you. If that's the thing, you, you need to go ahead and move on. Because if they can't encourage you in those moments, how are they going to encourage you in your lowest moments? Because we go through lows in life. I don't care who you are. There are things that happen to you in life. That'll put you at a place where you're low. And if you with somebody and you married to somebody and they can't encourage you or do the best that they can to help you, to be a support to you, then you're going to have a problem. I mean, I know people who who leave people in their lowest moments. Don't don't try to help them at all. Blame them. And say, well, I left them because they, you know, they wasn't being a wife or they wasn't being a husband to me. You selfish fool. You mean to tell me you committed your life to the person. The person was going through something and they couldn't, you know, uh, they couldn't, uh, you know, be the type of wife or husband that you needed them to be in that moment. They can't. They in a low moment. You got to help them to get back to where they need to get to. I see people have even in situations of emergency, there's people who 
let's say they were in an accident or something like that, or they had a, a medical condition or whatnot, and they can't, they couldn't, uh, uh, you know, uh, attend to their husband or wifely duties. And they left them. Or, you know, they get in the situation where, um, where they may not have been able to satisfy them sexually anymore or whatever like that. And they leave them. What? Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. You got to, you got to be understanding. You have to be committed. The two shall become one. Now, of course, there's a situation where there's physical abuse and all that kind of stuff. You know, I always tell people, you know, you got to use wisdom in those particular areas. If he beating a fire to you, you got to say, wait a minute, this is he he knocking me out of the situation where the two become one. It's like the one is becoming two again. You knocking me out of the oneness. You got to you got to use wisdom on that. You got to get some help. But I'm talking about relationships that are that are are outside of that arena. But you have to understand that these are the types of things that need to take place. You have to have vision first. Know where you're going. Know that before you you hook up. Know that you bring in mac and cheese to the table. Don't show up to the cha- table like, well, I'm going to figure it out um, when I get to the table. No, uh-uh, that's not the time to figure out your vision. That's not the time to figure out the direction you're going. The time for that is now. Why waste another day? Why waste another year? Huh? Why waste another year? Go into 2017 knowing what you want out of life and commit to it. And to, for me, if you look back at the Bible, like I said, the Bible, it got some game in there. Number one, look, in the Bible, the first couple, Adam and Eve, notice Eve didn't come to Adam when he was trying to figure it all out. The man was already in his purpose. He was already working. And she was presented to him while he was in his work. Ooh. In other words, he was in the midst of, of fulfilling his, his, the vision and the purpose for his life. And she just so happened to appear. Well, of course, you know, if you really read the word, you know, God put him to sleep and, you know, took a rib and all that kind of stuff. But what I'm saying is she wasn't even presented to him. Until after he uh, he understood the vision, after he understood his purpose in life. Because now when she's presented to him, he sees her value and vice versa. If you as a woman understand where you're going in life, you'll be able to see the value in others. Why? Because true purpose and true vision at the end of the day fulfills the definition of social capital bringing value to others it's 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 going to bring value to others if it's if it's not then i don't it, i don't know what it is i it might just be selfish ambition but at the end of the day whatever you you're doing it it's it's going to benefit others but if you're not if you don't have that vision if you don't have that purpose if you don't understand at least what direction you're going why 
commit to someone else or why allow somebody to be committed to you where you're not when you're not going anywhere. So that's all I'm going to talk about for today. So number one, get the vision. Huh? See what direction you're going before you get into any kind of relationship. Some of you just need to remain single until you get yourself together. Get your life together. Huh? Get it together. Huh? Well, that's all I have for today. You know I got to keep it to you 100. I feel kind of bad telling you to stay single because I just love being married to my wife. But I'm going to tell you something. If you just follow this process, and there's more to it, but this is the beginning. There's more to it. But if you just follow this process, it'll save you a lot of heartache and pain in the long run. I'm telling you, it it will save you a lot of trouble. So this is your host, your man's Brian B. Rich Richardson. Once again, get the book, Rest to Success. R-E-S-T, the number two, success.com, and read it. So when you roll into 2017, you will at least be ahead of the game. And with that said, see you next week.